Risky Play Part 1 Background In spite of increased efforts in the U.S. and abroad to ensure absolute safety in children's play environments and activities, a growing body of research suggests that risky play, thrilling and challenging forms of play that involve a risk of physical injury, can benefit children's overall development. Giving them the opportunity to test their environment, self-confidence, and acceptance of risk supports a range of psychological, physical motor, perceptual, and social skills. Forms of Risky Play Most forms of risky play fall into one of six categories. Playing at great heights, playing with high speed, playing with dangerous tools, playing near dangerous elements, rough and tumble play, and play in which children can disappear or get lost. Playing at great heights includes climbing, jumping from still or flexible surfaces, balancing on high objects, and hanging or swinging from great heights. The primary risk associated with playing at great heights is an injury from falling. Playing at high speed includes swinging at high speed, sliding and sledding at high speed, running uncontrollably, bicycling at high speed, and skating and skiing at high speed. The primary risk associated with playing at high speed is collision with someone or something else. Playing with dangerous tools includes using tools such as knives, saws, hammers, axes, and ropes. The primary risk associated with playing with dangerous tools is a cut or other wound. Playing near dangerous elements includes playing near cliffs, playing with fire, or playing near deep or icy bodies of water. The primary risks associated with playing near dangerous elements vary widely depending on the environment. Rough and tumble play includes wrestling, play fighting, and fencing with sticks. The primary risks associated with rough and tumble play are bumps, bruises, and other injuries. Play in which children can disappear or get lost includes exploring alone, playing alone in unfamiliar environments, and games like hide and seek. The primary risk associated with this type of play is wandering outside the boundaries of adult supervision and getting lost alone. According to Ellen Beatty Hansen Sandsetter, one of the leading researchers in the field of risky play, children actively seek out these slightly scary, sometimes challenging activities for the excitement and thrill of overcoming their fears and discovering the unknown. Nearly all children love the feeling of butterflies in their stomach when they encounter a new, strange environment, when they feel they might lose control, and when they don't know what the consequences of their actions will be. Benefits of Risky Play Sandsetter's research has demonstrated that while the consequences of risky play are not always positive, that depends on whether the child is successful in mastering the risk. They usually engage in risky play to experience positive emotions. A sense of fun, thrill, pride, or self-confidence is often the goal of risky play. And in general, the scarier and more thrilling the risk is, the more positive the feeling of mastery is. The ideal feeling associated with risky play is a balance of fear and exhilaration. One five-year-old interviewee described it as very fun and very scary and all sorts of things. I feel both excited and really scared at the same time. Not all children seek the same level of risk in their play, and they should not be forced to take risks they're not comfortable with. For many children, however, risky play is a way of getting to know the world around them, learning what is safe and not safe, and discovering their own abilities. Children are competent, confident, and capable learners able to make choices and decisions. 
Early years providers can and should offer children the opportunities and experiences to learn about risk in an environment that is designed for that purpose, and in doing so, help children to become capable of dealing with the hazards they will encounter in the wider world, emphasizes child care development expert Marie Willoughby. Studies have shown a range of developmental benefits associated with risky play. In one study, children who participated in a 14-week risky play intervention showed improvements in risk detection and competence, increased self-esteem, and decreased conflict sensitivity. A cross-sectional study comparing children with and without access to unsupervised outdoor play found that the former group demonstrated greater motor skills, social skills, independence, and conflict resolution. Video observations of three to five-year-olds engaging in free play showed that during risky play sessions, children were more likely to show increased well-being, involvement, and physical activity. Other benefits resulting from risky play include greater creativity, resilience, initiative, and emotional regulation as children learn to assess risks, confront their fears, take control of their bodies and their environments, and bounce back from failure. Factors influencing risky play. Environment. When entering a new environment, children perceive and interpret their surroundings based on their function, what they can do there, and how they can incorporate environmental features into their play. Naturally, particular environments provide for particular kinds of play, and children of different ages, body size, strength, skill, and courage, will interpret the play environment differently. For example, a fallen tree may be a climbing opportunity for a five-year-old and a crawling opportunity for a three-year-old. Opportunities for risky play are therefore dependent on the play environments we offer the children, Sandsetter says, adding that natural play environments such as forests and seashores afford more intense risky play than standardized playgrounds. Safety Legislation Health and safety legislation around children's play environments also heavily influences opportunities for risky play. In many Western countries, play environments such as schools and playgrounds have been increasingly regulated and controlled with a goal of removing all risks. However, statistics on playground accidents from several countries have shown that in spite of efforts to make playground equipment safer, accidents have not decreased. The most common risk factors for injuries on playgrounds are usually not features of the equipment, but children's actions, rashness, and improper use of the equipment. In other words, no matter how safe the equipment is designed to be, children's need for excitement makes them use it dangerously. This supports the need for children to develop risk management skills through risky play rather than avoiding risk altogether. Caregiver and parental involvement. Parents and caregivers are another significant factor in children's access to risky play. Adults often restrict or limit access to risky play opportunities based on their own perceptions and tolerance of risk. There is also research demonstrating that chaotic, noisy, and risky play has been considered low status by many teachers and researchers in spite of evidence that young children generally prefer it. Cultural norms can have a similar impact. According to Sandsetter, Norwegian childcare professionals have a more positive attitude toward risky play than practitioners in most other countries. Awareness of the benefits of risky play can help caregivers and parents to better manage risky play opportunities and support children's desire to seek new thrills and build new competencies. Conclusion Giving children the chance to engage in exciting, challenging, risky play will not only boost their psychological, physical, perceptual, and social skills, 
but also make them safer in the long run. Children learn to assess and manage risk only by experiencing it, and Risky Play offers a framework to do just that.